Talent is everywhere, mm. and there are infinite supply channels. Just because they're not in the VMS and they're not one of the big 10 staffing agencies in the US doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to use them. Welcome to the Work Podcast, brought to you by Open Assembly. I'm John Windsor, and today I'm with Sam Warren. Sam is the Global Director of Business Development at Worksum. Worksum is a platform that makes managing a contingent workforce fast and painless by automating freelancer and contractor payments, billing, and compliance processes. Sam's passionate about how technology can make the flexible future of work a reality for both businesses and workers across the globe. How are you doing today, Sam? Hey, John. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. How's it going, man? I'm good. Thanks. Man, I've been super enjoying your your participation in the community lately, just for the audience's sake. We just got off a call, you know, the collective, and it was so great to kind of have all these industry luminaries and such smart people in the room just, you know, really debating things. And then last week, I think you were on the CTW call and had so much to add as well. And so we really appreciate you jumping in. I love your perspective on things. Oh, absolutely pleasure. I love it. I said it, I just said it in the call there, having lots of different types of people with different viewpoints on things. You know, we're all we're all in the same community. We're all talking about similar things. I think we all have a similar viewpoint on the future. Everybody brings a very different perspective and everybody brings, I think, wildly different experiences to it all. So it's, um, it's a really fun conversation to be in. We love it. Um, I love it anyway. I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too, man. It's the reason for being for me. I just That's my favorite part of this stuff. Hey, let's start off by talking about you. Like, how did you get to Worksome? Like, what's your background? Tell us a little bit about you first. Oh, nice. Uh, probably be called a squiggly career so far. You know, I'm still, still quite early days, really, in my career. Do you call it a career anymore? But my, Is there uh, such a my thing? work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. My working life. Yeah, I mean, I started off actually. I did art at university, so I really wanted to do something creative. Uh, applied for a ton of ad agencies to do roles like art direction and copywriting and things like that, and um, didn't get any replies to my emails. Exactly. So uh, I kind of like took took the persistence and, uh, and started a job in uh, in advertising sales. So selling advertising, not uh, making it. Sadly, did that for a couple of years ripped it up because I actually started to kind of hate myself and uh, <laughs> everybody's been there and went into tech conferences, which was pretty fun as a, you know, as a guy in his early twenties, going to places like Miami and Dubai and Bangkok. And I went to loads of places over the course of two or three years, then got picked up by a, ra- again, totally random. And this is, this, I think this is the job that, that really shaped my career. There was a publication, a magazine, called uh, Tech City News hmm. in London. Their office was, anyway, it's gone now, bust. But it was on Old Street Roundabout in East London. But this is 2015. And the, the, the circuit then was buzzing. You know, you have like, you know, a handful of unicorns in Europe. Companies like Index Ventures and Excel and all these venture funds were kind of just coming to London, having made it in San Fran. You know, like, like I just said to you earlier, Airbnb were in London with 15 staff before they went mm-hmm. to Dublin. You know, it was it was a really buzzy time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got picked up to run events for, uh, for the mag. Mm. And on the first day, the publisher fell out with the editor. So she left and I became the publisher over overnight as a 24-year-old. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was bonkers. My first meeting was with KPMG's high-growth tech-like partner. And then I met EY and I met PwC and I met Excel and Inde. I met all these mad 
people who were basically rolling the dice on behalf of their corporate companies, thinking some of these companies might make it big, you know. And then fast forward to today, you've got you know all these unicorns, and I was I was right in the middle of it, you know. That's so great. It was pretty cool. And then uh, yeah, at one of the events that I ran and produced, and 250 random people buzzing around the, you know, you can imagine Thursday night on Old Street Roundabout, everyone's getting getting drunk and talking about technology and stuff. Uh, bumped into the founder of You Know Juno, a marketplace here in London. Yeah, yeah. You know, worked on their go-to-market strategy with with the with the C-level, with the founders, executed it, picked up a few advertising networks in London. It was really fun. And then here I am, what, three, four years later with work, kind of doing V2, I guess, after learning everything that, uh, that I've done there, kind of executing it again, this time with the backing of a load of Danes from Google. That's uh, awesome. Tell us a little bit about Worksome and what, what you guys are trying to do. So Worksome's perspective on work, and much like what you guys are, are talking about at uh, Open Assembly, and you know, we were so really, obviously we're partners with you guys, we totally believe in the fact that, that talent is everywhere now and companies can't handle it. I was at the uh, Staffing Industry Analysts event this week, the Contingent Workforce Summit, with a ton of procurement people. It's pretty clear that nobody knows what's going on right now. There's lots of incumbent players trying to plug gaps or solve solve problems at scale. And our belief at Worksome just is that without technology, you're not going to be able to do that. You know, companies need right now to access talent. They need to access talent from wherever they are, at one end of the the value chain, you've got a person in a company that needs someone. They don't really care who they are. They want them to be able to do the job really well, which is usually uh, a mixture of skills and rates and qualifications and experience and stuff. And at the other end, you've got a worker, someone who's got that exact skill set or works within that budget or is at that location and can do the job. And it's too complicated at the moment to get from A to B, to get that hiring manager in touch with that worker Sometimes involves, I mean, we, we, we do a um, business case calculation whenever we talk to new clients. You know, how long does it take you? Mm-hmm. Just find and process an individual if you want to hire them. And it ranges from, you know, seven hours at best to 20 plus hours mm-hmm. for your average company at the moment, which just seems quite complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're building. We're trying to make work better. We're trying to make work work. And that's been the mission from the get-go, really, to remove what the founders have coined and what we, what we go to market with, which is removing friction mm-hmm. so that people can work. That's great. What I find is so interesting when we've had conversations with you guys is you guys come from a tech solve, what's the use case, how do we solve the problem versus I think so much technology in the industry is built from a perspective of, well, we're an analog company or we have an analog mindset or we have an analog process and we want to just digitize it. Right. And so it's really not a transformational technology or digital process, typically, especially in this space, because, you know, everything's so locked down with hierarchies and history and bureaucracy. And on top of that, we're talking about humans here. And so the complexity of of identity and feeling like I belong and all those things that are so ingrained and and deeply shapes HR and outsourcing and all those things, much, much probably more so than other corporate experiences or or processes. But that's what I love about what you guys have done have taken a whole different, unique perspective on that world that's unencumbered 
by the history, right? That's unencumbered by the way things should be. And so that totally. perspective yeah. it gives a lot back. Honestly, John, at times it's it's a naivety to it. Yeah, know? yeah, for but, sure. But honestly, two years ago, going into conversations with senior procurement people at big companies and asking them what they meant by a lot of the words they were saying. Yeah. You know, what, what do you what do you mean by that? What you know, no understanding of program management or temp workers. What does it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> and ask, asking really basic questions and actually getting quite convoluted answers. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it so harkens to back in the day when I started Victors and Spoils, you know, right when I started, we got a lot of press and it was really a crazy few weeks. And so my investor said, oh, why don't you go talk to all the CEOs of all the holding companies, advertising holding companies. And so I went, you know, one of them, I, I met with all of them, all seven of them. One guy whose name is Martin Sorrell at WPP, who was quite, quite yeah. well known, right? And SMS. Yeah, SMS now. Yeah, right. Before it was WPP. And he was so great. And it was a big meeting. He was like, you know, he just looked right at me. And he was like, well, what's the big deal about what you guys are doing? You guys have a community of 30,000 people and you've won some nice business, but I've got 150,000 people and I could easily create a network and, you know, crowdsource stuff from the 150,000 people and I could crush you. And my only answer is like, you should, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> like go for it. I, I don't think you'll be able to get there. Right. But yeah, that's awesome. Like help move this movement along. And he, he walked out of the, the room, totally disgusted. And I think that's what happens, right. Is like, even when people think that they want to get to the future, they just can't because they're so encumbered by all the, all the stuff that they have to do day to day. So you need new players like Worksome to come in with such you know, naive questions and such new perspectives to start with smaller companies and really build this stuff out. Well, yeah, exactly. And now more than ever, right? And, and you know, that's it. You said start with small companies. Something we've been really lucky. We started the other way around. We, you know, almost accidentally started working with some pretty big, we'd call it now, we'd now what we'd call enterprise clients, global clients. Right. You know, they were willing to take a bit of a stab on the fact that, again, going to this conference this week, there isn't a silver bullet for this. There isn't a solution that anybody can hang their hat on and say work. So it's risky, yeah, for companies, but for us, it's almost perceived risk. Mm. Risk of change is the thing that's there. That's really what's holding companies back right now. We've got to change the way we're working, but whose decision is it? You know, who owns it? Is it the, is it the CEO? But the CEO is too busy on the output and the, the, the vision of the business, not the day-to-day of how we do it. Is it the, the HR team? Is it the procurement department? They're all having these weird internal battles. And we're, we're coming in and going, well, it doesn't really matter. Right. We just need to do it. We just need to change something. Yeah. So what is that old saying? It's like, if you think change is hard, irrelevance is that much harder, right? Or, or being out of business is that much harder. So I think that's really the way it works, right? So many companies are just set up to protect the ways that they've always done things. Feels like it's happening though, right, John? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it does. And I I think at least when James kind of shared some of the work that you guys have done, you know, in the in the ad space, I mean, it was just so right on. It was like just organize the contingent workforce and make it way, way better. You know, like what are all the freelancers that are already doing work in the industry, you know, for these companies, this group of companies, and how how do you more efficiently apply that so that there's that exposure to that. Other people have tried to do this, that same thing, but you guys have such great momentum with that. It's really cool to see. The most difficult part of most organizations is the, it's like the, you know, we, we were quite outwardly saying at the moment to, to businesses with a program in place or a managed service provider and a VMS and all the other things that they tend to have in place. Give us the 15% that isn't managed at the moment, that's unmanageable. 
Right. Let's see how we do with that because, yeah. you know, there's chief procurement officers on LinkedIn or on PR pieces saying, we've managed to capture 85% of our spend. You're like, well, yeah. what about the other? What about the 15%? Then where's that cash going, you know? And it's obviously just, it's, it's too complicated. So uh, we'll have it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know you guys are really focused in that space now, right? The VMS space and all those things. But you guys have on your roadmap to get into the more freelance space, right? To the platform space and working with platforms. And I mean, I've always looked at you guys as, you know, as Barry's talked a lot about, we're helping companies build these centers of excellence. It's almost mm-hmm. like, in my mind, you guys are a kind of a center of excellence in a box, right? All that kind of sorting through relationships and, and compliance and IP and risk and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. It comes as a solution, which is so smart. And it's exactly where the world's going to go. Yes, yeah, so it's what's happening at the moment. Yeah, we've done a really good job, like I said, of organizing the chaos of, of I mean, clients, we'll call it, you know, piloting or proving concept. And right. over the last 18 months, we've gone for the sharp end, the complicated part. I mean, again, you know, it's terminology that we just wouldn't have used. We would just said they're workers. What type of work? Are they on payroll or not? Are they PSC or are they self-employed or, you know, but companies have lots of different terms for different types of engagements and things like that. We, we started there and taken quite a broad approach to what type of engagement should be coming into the system. We made a decision really early on that staffing agencies should be able to enter our system so that they could submit a candidate or submit candidates, you know, 50 at a time, maybe. We made a really conscious decision to uh, not promote. We do have a marketplace attached to our system so that freelancers or gig workers or external workforce or whatever you want to call them can find work when they go in to submit their invoice or get paid or pick up their payslip in the system. You know, for the vast majority of people that visit the system today, they're doing it, you know, more often than not as they have to. It's a, it's a much nicer experience than the one they had before. A lot faster and a lot easier, but they get, they're going in there because it's, it's been mandated and it's the new system that gets them paid, you know. Right. If we can offer them a job at the same time, great. So, we, yeah, we have a marketplace. Well, that's the next evolution of the system for us is inviting um, the marketplaces that clients really want to use or they see value in. We've had two conversations this week with two different clients who use two different marketplaces, one of them we've never heard of. You know, the other marketplace we're already talking to. And it's, it's again, it feeds into what you guys are saying, Open Assembly, of talent is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there are infinite supply channels. Just because they're not in the VMS and they're not one of the big 10 staffing agencies in the US doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that it could be a one-man recruitment company in Austin who happens to know a load of Java engineers that you need. Or mm-hmm. it could be a market sure. based in Glasgow that specializes in data scientists. Yep. It really doesn't matter to us. We should, we should give you access to them. So that's the, yeah, that's what we're working on at the moment, which is pretty cool. Kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think it's definitely some of the infrastructure because he's, you know, as you and I know, and all these calls, I mean, one of the things we preach at, at OA is that we've got to get the language right, right? We've got to get common language. And we got to get common processes. And I think Workson does both of those things pretty well. It feels to me like, Every day you see a new platform or three new platforms that are in the space. In fact, you know, we, we were just hired to do some due diligence work for a client and they're looking at a platform that literally I've never even heard of. And it's in the space that I know really, 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 really well. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that's being bantied around is just like, what? It was just crazy for somebody yeah. we've never even heard of, right? And so I think that we always say there's 800 platforms out there, but I am sure there's probably triple that. You know, oh, the, the, we absolutely. don't even we don't even know, right? Especially when you're thinking about because I think that's what's happening too. Just that scenario you laid out, 
whether it's individual or it's platform based, that platforms are going to be way more verticalized, right? That it's going to be like, I have this specialization in this kind of not just niche. You look at altruistic or, or Expertify, and they all they both started in the kind of the data science space, but you know, and they broaden some, but they're going to be specifics like subcategory specialties of teams that here's the best people in the world on the you know, in this subject that we vetted the best because we know the subject well enough to know exactly how to vet those people. Well, and that's what happens with marketplaces in, in my experience, anyway, is that you reach a certain um, threshold of the amount of people that actually go on there to find work mm-hmm. and they become saturated mm-hmm. so the only way marketplaces are, are going and will go is either having a white glove service and highly vetting them which is where you know uh, tiering and top tail and, 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 uh, and upwork right right that's the direction they've all gone in and, and my old employee you know gino and then you have niche marketplaces you know we, we're working with a fashion brand at the moment they use this it's called dweet it's only fashion designers wow and, it, you know, I've never heard of them. And yeah. obviously, you know, of course, they want to continue posting their jobs on it. But fundamentally, it doesn't solve actually a lot of the, the business, mainly compliance-led procedures that they need, to, they need to achieve, you know, whether it's a classification in the States or an IR 35 determination payroll in the UK. Right. The advantage we've got here, and this is the kind of call-out for the open talent platforms, is most organisations at scale still use staffing agencies. For sure. Um, and there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. From what I can tell, the staffing agencies are all desperate to get back to basics and just find talent anyway and, and be recruiters, mm-hmm. which is what they originally started to do in the first place. So they're all going from a circle because they, they don't want the hassle of having to manage the compliance anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you're a marketplace and you've got this amazing community of talent who are, as I said, it's getting more niche, you shouldn't be shutting yourselves off from working with big companies because chances are they'll need you at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. At, the moment, at the moment, it is square pegs and round holes. Our thinking is that if we approach these companies, and we are approaching these companies, these marketplaces, with clients, mm-hmm. to show them that the demand is there. Right. You know, they, w- they will be posting lots and lots of projects on your marketplace for your community, which ultimately makes your marketplace more successful. But who better to help facilitate that than a fellow technology company and not an analog business like that? MSP, you know. Yeah, there's no doubt. One of the things that blows me away is we think of this enterprise space is really big, but of the three or four big, you know, platforms that we work with that that are the biggest in the industry, one has zero enterprise clients, the other one has 10 enterprise clients, the other one has 300 enterprise clients. And I, I bet total between those three, they probably have two million clients. And so yeah. what is that? It's like three one thousandth point zero zero three percent of the market right now are our enterprise clients. And it's just a different thing, right? I think it, for a lot of marketplaces, it's going to be really hard to get there because they started as a self-serve, you know, come get your talent here. Don't worry about the enterprise because it's just too complicated. And likewise, I think some of the big ones have made a ton of money from actually looking at their millions of participants as customers to say, hey, you know, for X amount of money, we'll vet you and we'll make you into pro status. And so their business model is not on selling talent. It's on exposing that talent and, and charging the talent for services. So, you know, for me, there's just so many different business models. I'm super fascinated with the fact that it's also got to be really hard for customers because you've got 
the big platforms with millions of people. And then you've got the vertical specialties, but then you've got more platforms that are highly vetted, like the Turing's and the brain trust and the top towels that are really awesome, but are probably more akin to a digital advancement of the contingent workforce Mm -hmm. versus kind of more of a big freelance platform. Right. So I think it's, it's awesome, but it's really, man, it's super hard for organizations to navigate the ecosystem because of, like we talked about earlier, different processes, different language, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. And you you bang on with the standardization point. There needs to be a bit of a, a reset. I think it's the elephant in the room at the moment is that everybody's speaking the same language, but it's out of date. The way companies are approaching talent strategy is years out of date, considering where we're at right now in 2022. And the only other point I've got on that is, you know, in my view anyway, and I think in a lot of our, our users and the companies that use us viewpoint and what they actually enjoy using the system for is that every single engagement through the system, we look at the individuals in that experience, in that, that, that kind of user journey. Usually you've got somebody that needs someone and then you've got a worker who's going to do that work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you boil it all down. We put a lot of effort into making sure the experience was super smooth for that person and that hiring manager, knowing that in between that, there's a lot of friction that we needed to put into a, into a flow. Think of, you know, things like background checks or, I don't know, work classification, payroll, things like that. Right. Complicated services in themselves that are whole in the... Yeah. We're, we're trying to just boil down to the nuts and bolts and, and have it in a single workflow. The next evolution of that is, and again, for how do organizations navigate all these marketplaces? Start, start working with them. You know, like right. it doesn't have to be in the program. It doesn't have to be in work from in the system. Start working with Turing. Mm-hmm. If it works and you find people, we, we approach them and we understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Break the system, keep breaking it. Because the more you break it, the more we learn. It's not going to be perfect from the get-go. Well, you know, the, the experience right now for a, you know, say a, an IC or a staffing agency submitting 50, 50 candidates for a project, we've, we've got that down pretty good. The next evolution is, right, well, now we need to really broaden out because we've proven that the non-technology vendors are actually quite easy to handle. It's mm-hmm. technology companies now who, you know, do we look at APIs? Do we just look at a hard stop and then... We've got loads of loads of options in front of us, but the fact that they are technology companies would, you'd hope, mean that it would be a lot easier. At yeah. Anyway. yeah. Yeah. No, that's so brilliant. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so proud of where you guys are going and tell me where you think that you're going to be in five years. Where's this whole marketplace going to be five years, 10 years from now? Where are we going to be? Well, hopefully we'll be continuing building what we're building. So, you know, I, I just think every year, every two years, every three years, everything will just evolve again. We're certainly seeing the world as less in how we build works anyway, we're certainly seeing it as less global, more multi-country, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's develop the product in country mm-hmm. for the needs in that country. Every mm-hmm. single country, every you know, government's waking up to the fact that there's a lot of tax to be had. Oh, yeah. And Spain been quite hard over the last couple of years. The UK obviously released R35. You know, certain states in the US are near and impossible to pay somebody as I see now. And, and that's the reality, right? And that's only going to keep changing, mm-hmm. keep developing. We'll understand more case law of how it works and things like that. So it's a constantly evolving state of compliance by country, mm-hmm. which is something that we tackle head on on behalf of clients, being the, being the, the system of the intermediary, right? Mm-hmm. But throw into that, like you said, more and more systems, more and more platforms, more and more 
types of company that pop up, you know, um, even for us, you know, like, like I mentioned, a fashion client mm-hmm. never worked with a fashion client before. They yeah. use wildly different types of talent for consultancies and IT firms and tech companies. That's a whole new talent. Gig workers working hours or minutes instead of weeks or months. It's, wow. uh, it's all changing at such a rate. So I'd say in five years' time, I mean, hopefully we'd have a lot more data to show for, for what we're actually doing as well. That's the fun part. That's the part we're, we're kind of getting to now is that we've been doing this for, as a business, we've been open for five years, but we've really only been proving concept for what? I don't know, 18 months, two mm-hmm. years. The data's just starting to surface on what works, mm-hmm. what people want. And that's the exciting part as well because everybody, uh, everybody just wants to know how things work. There's only so long we can keep going on saying, just do it. Yeah, come on, mm-hmm. let's just do it. Yeah. Come on the journey. We, we've now got to kind of prove yeah, I love that. I think this is probably a good place to stop. Man, I love this conversation. We could go on forever and I'm sure we will on <laughs> in these calls, but yeah. thanks a lot for taking the time for being with us. And I've certainly enjoyed our conversations and you know, say hi to the rest of the team, James and, and the rest of the crew. I hope everybody's doing well and you know, continue the great work that you guys are doing. Yeah, likewise, John. Absolute pleasure, man. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, thanks.